That's not who you want to leave as Hershey knocks it down. Nayamori, Skywalker, hanging in the air for the deuce. Kohler rises in and puts it back as he crashes to the ground. Landvik ahead, Central on the back end, plus the foul. Look at the speed by Landvik. To the rim, counted in the foul. Hoyleen to Fafala, the hoop and the harm. What's better than one weekend of UMAC basketball? Two weekends of UMAC basketball. That's what we have left. We're on the final two weekends of the season before the conference tournaments. The standings are getting tighter and tighter. But before we can look ahead, we have to look back at the weekend that was in UMAC hoops. This is the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast. Why Morell, Ryan Mitchell. Ryan, how we doing? Pretty good. What a weekend. It's the February frenzy. March will come soon enough, but... Hey, why this is about as good as it gets in the UMAC. I think it is the best month in the calendar for the UMAC. Is that oh, is that for sure? Is that Ron? Well, so you're talking about all sports. So too, all though. sports. Yeah. Like what you're one month of the school right. year is your favorite for UMAC athletics? It's February you're, for me. You're still probably right. I would agree. Because men's and women's basketball. I mean, you have the volleyball. And tennis, where tennis, tennis started, has started too. <laughs> right? That's that. Well, hey, that's a good point. I was watching tennis this past. I know weekend, you which were actually kept my eyes away from the court. So you know, I'll do my best okay. here on this recap pod. Yeah. But yeah, no, I would agree with that. I would say that it is February for the reasons that you laid out. You've got men's and women's basketball. You get some good stuff in the fall, and obviously, as a baseball player, the spring is great too. The November noise is is right up there. It's it's good, but the February, May madness is close. Tough to beat February. Yep. That's for sure. The February frenzy is, in fact, here. And we got a lot of games to break down, Ryan, from this past weekend as the picture continues to get clearer and clearer. We'll start on the women's side like we always do. And we'll head to Friday night this past weekend where we had a full slate of games as we did all weekend. 16 total to go over, eight on the women's side, eight on the men's side. Let's start Friday night with what I think was kind of the surprise of the weekend in general with Minnesota Morris playing as well as they had been. Coach Grove Squad goes into New Ulm to take on the Knights, who had been on a very good streak of their own. And Martin Luther stuns them, Ryan, 56 to 53. What were your thoughts in overtime when you found out that the Knights had won this game? Well, I was I was watching it, actually. So it wasn't like, oh, I saw the box score and like that's surprising. I had night vision pulled so, up on the TV on YouTube. I, I like it. No interest in the Superior North Central game. You were See, wa- all eyes were out in New Ulm. No, at this I, point. I did have from time to time that one up on my laptop looking at mm-hmm. that as well. I was trying to cover all too. the bases. That was a good one, too. Yeah, those are the two I watched the most of on Friday. Honestly, Wyatt, we can get more into it. This game, I mean, Martin Luther should have finished in regulation. Give Morris a lot of credit. They were down a non-significant number down the stretch just to get this thing into overtime. Martin Luther would have lost sleep if they found a way to squander this game. And again, give credit to Coach Groves Club. They weren't just going to give it to him. Their defense is tough, as it always is. But Martin Luther, we've talked about it before. We'll say it again. They got some jimmies. 
They're not just Joes. Yeah. They got some the players on that Joes squad. The X's and O's. They have experience, and it is starting to show up when it matters most for Coach Garish's club. Still work left to do, and we're going to talk later, Wyatt, about what they have coming up ahead. But they have put themselves in position Absolutely. to be in position. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I mean, I did not see this one coming at all. And the type of season that Martin Luther is having, hats off to them. And for that veteran presence and that group that they have and what they've been able to accomplish. I mean, they've put a lot of work in and it's been some tough times, but to get to five and five, to be one game back and to have a chance going into the final two weekends, you can't typically say that for Martin Luther All you can this time for. of the year. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what more could you want at this point? So unbelievable win for them. And how many times do we see a team make a late push? They tie the game. You know, the underdogs been ahead, whether it's March madness or it's just a game in December, let's say, and the team that's supposed to win, that's favored to win, is losing by a lot. They're down late. They find a way to get it to overtime. Normally, they just take over and win it. But Martin Luther somehow put all of that to the side and was able to still close this thing out. I mean, to keep their wits about them and to not panic and to be able to still win this game after squandering that lead. I mean, to me, that's almost more impressive than if they yes. would have just won it in regulation. Super impressive. For what it's worth, they had an eight-minute lead with just under eight to go. And then Morris found a way to hold... Martin Luther to three points in the final eight minutes to get the thing into overtime. But yeah. like you said, whatever Coach Garish said in the huddle going into overtime, super impressive for them. And, I mean, it goes to show, we said it all season long, there are no givens in the UMAC on the men's or the women's side, especially the women's side wide, I think we would say. It's a little different at the top versus the bottom and yeah. men's versus women's. But, yeah, huge, huge win for the Knights. So another team that's kind of trying to keep pace with the Knights is Bethany, and they took on Crown and got a chance to host them, and they handled their business 94-66. to Not very dramatic. There wasn't as much uh, late-game heroics, if you will, in this one as Bethany. It was close at halftime, but then again, we always talk about the third quarter. It seems like that's a big quarter in these women's basketball games, and sure enough, you know that was the quarter where Bethany took control of this game, and they end up just cruising. The Vikings, Wyatt, shot 60% from the field. Don't know if you saw this. That is a new program record I did not for see Bethany that. Lutheran wow. women's basketball in this win. The 94 points is the most they've scored since February of 2022. And their highest previous was 58% from the field as a team, 60% from the field. Yeah, that's tough if you're Coach Tussler because you finally got some things going on offense. Latsky had yeah. one of her better scoring games. And then how about Reimer coming off the bench and going for 25, 10 of 10 at the line? Yeah. They shot the free throw very well in this game. But all of that just to still lose the way they did because Bethany has a career day offensively. It's been that kind of season for Crown. Yeah, and I mean, for both of these teams, it's tough what you're going to get night in, night out. And yeah, I mean, Latsky and then really, you know, a lot of question marks other than Reimer off the bench like you mentioned a semester addition for them but on Bethany they have this in them and that's why they're dangerous and that's why Wyatt they are still in the conversation heading down the stretch with four to go you don't know what you're going to get night in night out from coach Perfest club but in her first year you know that they got talent and they can score the basketball when they're on yeah no question about that so okay two big games for two teams that are trying to creep their way into the standings and then you've got the other teams that are above them Northwestern is one of them at the moment 
They were at Northland and they took care of business like they should, 92 to 31. Anything you want to spend time on here before we move along? No, they did what they should. We'll talk about them more with their Saturday game. I didn't look at this box score even. I'm just going to be honest with you. Did they get a chance to maybe rest some of their starters too? Or, yep. I mean, did they play them in the second half? Do you know? No, they one? did get good rest. It's a great question, Wyatt. So four out of their five starters played just 17 minutes. Lexi led the way. She had 16 points in 17 minutes. And then Landvik only played 15 minutes. And then basically... You know, the whole team that was available to play played in this ballgame. No one played more than 19 minutes, as you'd expect. So, by the way, from a prediction standpoint, up to this point in the three games we've covered, we had the same picks, and we each went two and one. We lost that game. We're Martin Luther shocked and stunned Morris. We won the other two. We didn't predict that, yep. (laughs) Then we were split on this one between North Central and Superior, Ryan. You took the Rams. I took the Jackets, and the Yellow Jackets get it done at home, 68 to 62 do you have any gripes about this one do you stand by your pick did they have a chance I mean give me your thoughts on losing this one yeah I stand by it I mean super slow start from North Central I saw some of the start of this game and then I'll be honest I was a little more locked in on Morris and Martin Luther but I still had it up on the side and then Superior turned it on down the stretch to win this ball game after it was a tie game going into the fourth quarter another great contest between these two clubs they kept saying it on the ifan sports network shout out to xavier i don't know if he listens to this but he's a college age <laughs> kid he's been on the sideline for a lot of games like he was on ifan on saturday against northwestern but he was on play-by-play vocals for this game he was having a lot of fun give well, him a lot of if, credit if lots he, of passion if he doesn't listen i'm sure somebody from superior, superior yeah. can let him know tell xavier we appreciate listen. his work over this past weekend and all all season long i appreciate his efforts for sure but it, no this game was in the balance down the stretch and north central white had had superior's number i'm trying to think what he said it had been a few years at least since superior had beaten north central on the woman's side mm-hmm. it was one of the reasons i picked north central i liked the matchup i liked the size that they had coming into this ball game Super tight ball game all the way down to the wire down the stretch and they missed some open looks down the stretch and Superior did just enough to win this ball game after it was tied with five minutes to go. Uh, North Central had a lead and then uh, Superior went ahead. North Central had a lead with two minutes to go back and forth, fourth and back seesaw fair and then Elise Besson and down the stretch along with Mackenzie Lesha found a way to close things out after they did a pretty good job on Besson in early, but yeah. she, she caught fire later. Well, I I'm glad you mentioned those two, but the person I wanted to mention was Elsa Olson 14 off the bench. It just seems yeah. like time and time again, superior is getting more production from somebody you wouldn't necessarily expect it to come from. For sure. Erica Madsen too, in the second half she has continues been fantastic. To play well. Yeah. Yep. Just, just really, really solid for them. So a good win for superior and we'll get to the standings. Once we take a look at the Saturday games, but we'll tell you why it was a big win for the Jackets and where they're positioned right now. So that covers the Friday night slate. We were both, uh, well, no, I shouldn't say I was three and one. You were two and two. You missed that one. And, you know, that's been the story of your season with predictions. Watching that game playing out, though, (laughs) they they had everything they did needed to win. They just didn't close it well. You can stand by it if you want to. I do stand by it. I'm just saying it's another L. I'm not happy about it, but I stand by it. So to Saturday, after the way things shaped up on Friday, there were a couple of very interesting games and compelling matchups why don't we start with one of the biggest ones if not the biggest one which was superior hosting northwestern then ryan with an opportunity to maintain their lead in first place if you will since morris dropped their game on friday night but they were going to have to do it against the defending champs a team that they played earlier this year 
And, uh, you know, what was one of the better games of the regular season against Northwestern, it was a close game down the stretch. Similarly, this game was very close throughout and superior, able to find a way late to get it done again with a strong fourth quarter outscoring the Eagles 18 to 10. They win this one 58-52. What's your rapid reaction to this one? Really, really hurts for Northwestern. I mean, a game where, if I'm going to be honest, watching it, I was saying Superior is just leaving the door wide open and they're asking you to walk through it, and Northwestern didn't. And I know that may sound harsh. A lot of credit to Superior for what they did to push back early in the fourth, but this is one that really, really, really hurts for Northwestern. And I'll let you get into some more of the specific numbers, Wyatt, but before throwing it back to you, Eagles led 46-40 early in the fourth and then 48-42. And then Superior went on a 8-0 run to take the lead with three and a half to go, 50-48. to 48, And they find a way to get a few more buckets down the stretch to win by four. And it's right there for the Eagles. This one yep. really hurt for Northwestern. Yeah, I mean, if your three starting guards go 0 of 12 from the field, turn the ball over five times and combine for one point, do you think you're it's almost win? surprising they had they're a lead within, early in the yeah, fourth they with were that. Within, yeah. that. That's incredible. That gives a testimony to the defense they were able to play. But... Yeah, that's not a recipe for success, and uh, that's 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 not going to happen very often, number one, for Northwestern. They're not going to have to worry about that, but if, if that is the case, you're just not going to win many basketball games, and that's what we saw in this matchup. And yeah, hats off to Superior, again, doing what they need to do. This time it was Katie Dobson. It's somebody else. Tied it a seems career like high. Yeah. Every single night, Ryan. It's yeah. somebody else that can answer that call and step up. And uh, again, I know she doesn't necessarily... Always have the biggest stat lines, but Charlotte first on this was a good stat line. Nine points, eight rebounds. The way she impacts the game inside defensively yep. and just the way they can run their offense through her at times. Complete game changer. We've talked about it earlier this season. It still rings true as we're into February now. She changes the complexity of this team and could be a difference maker for them if they are to win this conference tournament or the regular season title in a couple of weeks. Definitely. And I mean, watching this thing, Wyatt, on the iFan Sports Network, I feel like it was less aesthetically pleasing than the game you and I saw at the Erickson Center. A little more high scoring, runs back and forth, good offense, some timely defense. You know, you find ways to win, though. And we got to give huge credit to Coach Emily Carpenter. Two clubs where I feel like her squad didn't play over their B, maybe B-plus level, for sure a couple steps down from what they're capable of, yet Superior beats North Central and Northwestern for two huge wins at home on a weekend where they didn't even have their best basketball. They sit alone in first, and again, they're doing it with a head coach that is at least younger than me. I don't know if she's younger than you, but she's she's young. I think she's younger than me, actually. <laughs> so, I mean, it just goes to show, I mean, if you've got the knowledge and the skills yes. and the means, you can accomplish anything. That's what she's Super doing impressive. right now. Yep. So I'm going to... I'm going to preface this question by saying they could still miss the tournament at this point. Northwestern could. So I'm aware of that. But what are the chances in your mind that they get to host a UMAC tournament game looking at the position they've put themselves in now? They're two games back with four to go. It's like you can read my mind from what I was looking at um, later on in the weekend and trying to figure out these tie-breaking scenarios, yeah. which is difficult to do, if I'm being honest. Oh, so. Is. If we want to get into this for a second, I'll lay it out quickly. The, At your discretion, I'll let you do it. So I'll, I'll do this as quick as possible, but you asked the question, so I'm, I'm just going to take you inside my mind for a second. So Northwestern's got four to go. They're mm-hmm. all at home. 
They're all winnable ball games, but there are some tough ones on the schedule as well. You got Bethany and Martin Luther this weekend, two teams who are right behind you at five and five, a Bethany squad you've already lost to. A Martin Luther club that right now holds the longest winning streak in the UMAC. They've won their last five ball games. Okay? Okay. Then you got Minnesota Morris, who's going to be right there, right above you possibly, or right next to you going into the final weekend. And Crown, who's 1-9, and nine, but they've tested some teams so far as you well. You can't take them lightly. Eagles could win all four. They could win three. They could win two. They could win one. Like, all those are possible. I don't think they'll go zero and four. They could. I no, don't know. It's not likely. I guess <laughs> it's not that likely. is a possibility. But why? Okay. If Morris loses two of their next four, which three of the teams they still have to play are superior, who's above them? They get them at home at least, but then they got to go on the road to Northwestern and to North Central. Let's just hypothetically say they lose two of those three. That means one of those losses would be against Northwestern. That would mean these two clubs would have split both of them finishing the season. If the Eagles go undefeated down the stretch, they would end at 10 and four. Let's say Morris goes two and two. They would also be 10 and four. Mm-hmm. Okay. First tiebreaker winning percentage. They're tied. That means nothing head to head records. They're one and one. They each one at home. Next one, cumulative record against all teams above those who are tied, AKA that could be superior in this hypothetical we're saying that both of them will have two losses against Superior. Again, none of this is guaranteed, but we could get down to, they added this tiebreaker in. I'll just skip a few steps because it's, you know, best record, this, this, best conference road record that could decide it. I feel like they added this one in. We talked about this a few years ago with Bethany Northwestern when there was the coin flip when Hannah Geisfeld was Which around. Is crazy. I don't feel like they had this before, Wyatt. The technically sixth tiebreaking procedure you count out the number of quarters being yeah, for the woman's side. That it was has not, for men's that side. That was not on there. That led the number of quarters you've led at the end of each quarter in all conference contests. What if it comes down to that? It could. It, it actually could. Who's going to be the one that's fact-checking this, I guess? Is that just, well, you know. Well, Corey Borkard. That's I a hope. lot of quarters to go through, Ryan. Well, he's the conference commissioner. It's part of the job. It is part of the job. I don't want it to get to a scenario like that, as you know. I think, you know. Conference road record could decide it, yeah. That, yeah, that could decide it as well. So what's your answer? Do you think they host a game or no? I'm going to say no because there are going to have to be multiple things that happen. And if I'm Morris, I would rather be in my seat two up on Northwestern, obviously, with four to go. But you got to play Northwestern. Yeah. you got to play North Central on the road. And you still got to have Superior come into your building. Did did you ever think that they would be in this position at the beginning of the year? I don't think anybody did. I did not think that they would have four losses in their first ten. They were the unanimous number one. I mean, the coaches around the conference obviously knew and well-respected what they had returning. But it just goes to show that this conference and league is getting better and better and deeper and deeper. It is. there's there's four different teams right now, and no disrespect to Martin Luther or Bethany who could still get in, but I look at the top four right now as they sit in the standings, I think any one of them could they win could. the conference tournament, and I would not be surprised. I agree with you, and that's the beauty of what we'll see down the stretch, and this may be controversial, Wyatt, but we've talked about it I off like the controversy. mic, and I'll say it again. And you can say it's because I, I graduated from here and I watch more games of Northwestern. I don't like that I'm try- kind of controversy. I'm, I'm trying to remove that, <laughs> but I still feel like top to bottom, if we do one through eight, one through nine, I feel like Northwestern has the best group of those numbers in the conference. Now, now yeah. there are other things factored in. What do you do down the stretch when the going gets tough and it's a tie ball game? What kind of shots are you getting? Out of timeouts, what, what plays are your coaches drawing up? Experience. 
What kind of experience do you have leadership that's going to contribute down the stretch? Best top-end players who are making plays down the stretch, if it's a Matty Grove, if it's an Elise Bessonen, you name it. I feel like the Eagles have the best depth of those top two, those top, not two, excuse me, those four teams you're talking about. Sure. But that doesn't always translate to wins. So here's what I'll say. To me, when I hear you say one through nine, and and I would maybe agree with you, Northwestern probably does have the most depth, and one to nine, they may be the best, but... I look at like conferences. Let's take the Big Ten for example and compare it against the Big East. The Big mm-hmm. Ten may be better in you know the it's middle not. to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. okay. And in those, you yeah. know, with Georgetown and DePaul, but <laughs> that doesn't mean you're a better conference. Agreed. So I look at a team like Superior or yes. a team like Morris, and I could say, hey, Northwestern might have that depth. Guess what? You can only have five out there at once, Ryan. Yeah. And I don't know if I trust. And your depth has right to show now. up eventually. And like you mentioned yeah. at the guard position Saturday and Superior at the Mertz, it did not. The bench has not shown up in a number of big games for Northwestern, and that's why they have four losses. So yeah. it doesn't always translate in wins. Yeah. Very, very compelling, and certainly something to keep an eye on as we move forward. As Six different teams are right there in the mix on the women's side from the standings perspective, similar to the men as well, which we'll get to later. All right, so that was the other or or one of the compelling ones. The other compelling one, I should say, from Saturday was Morris at Bethany, where the Vikings, huge win on Friday night against Crown, had to have it because they knew they were playing Morris the next day. Yep. And we saw why, because Morris was able to bounce back. Is that one of those deals where – that's a tough break for Bethany because Morris does lose on Friday night. We ask this question a lot. Does that play into this at all or or not really, in your opinion? This late in the season, too, I guess, maybe, does it change? Maybe at a minor standpoint, but uh, if you ask Coach Perfest and her staff, maybe they would say they wish Morris came up with that win in overtime. Sure. Not that they weren't going to be focused then going into this ball game. They still would have had plenty to play for, but... Big bounce back for Morris because why? This could have turned into on the road, tough back-to-back with Bethany following up after Martin Luther. This could have turned into 0-2 for yeah, the Cougars. very quickly. So to bounce back the way they did to at least get a split on the weekend, excuse me, super impressive and hanging on down the stretch. I mean, that's the main thing that happened in this ball game. You're up 53-38, to 38 and all of a sudden with two minutes remaining, it's 61-58, and you were saying, oh, my goodness. We do not want to let this thing slip away. Way different from what happened Friday night in New Ulm, but yeah. Morris did find a way to hang on. They're still in a position because they won that game where the UMAC Conference Tournament could run through Jim Gremmel's court, Ryan. Yeah, and they still got could superior happen. on the schedule. Yep. So that, yep. that that's why this one was big for them. And, of course, it's my my star, Maddie Grove, leading the way. We'll get to fantasy in a little while as far as, you know, what the standings look like in that. But, yeah, she had another big game with 23 13 from Jay Quate, five rebounds, you know, just, just a normal day for her four steals. I mean, both ends of the the floor, invaluable. What they do at the top of that zone and then what they can do offensively off the dribble. I think as long as those two play well and then you just get enough from the rest, they'll be in any game down the stretch here and in the conference tournament. So good win for Morris. They needed it. And uh, they're technically half a game back from Superior because Superior still has that makeup game with Northland, which, by the way, is depending on the time you listen to this podcast, already played, potentially. Yeah. So it depends on when you're listening. Let's <laughs> just call Superior 9-1. and one. Let's assume Superior wins that I game. Would, we would be more shocked than we've ever been by a result in the history of the time we've been following the UMAC in over a decade. That says a lot, and, too. And there's been serious. No, I agree. I agree. And there's been some surprising results, so it says a lot. So assume that, again, depending on when you're listening to this, Superior is 9-1. and one. Mm-hmm. 
they'd be a full game up on Morris then at that point, but still on the schedule. All right, the other two not that compelling from uh, Saturday. I, I guess, I mean, Martin Luther Crown was was close, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, to me, this one just didn't didn't really do much for me. What what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, Coach Garris said, no sweat, we'll take this ball game, but, I mean, they were up one going into the fourth. Yeah, so no, it, it was close. It I, just, was, I mean yeah. it from the standpoint of for some reason it just yeah. didn't interest me. No, I mean, you would have been really shocked if Crown would be able to come away with this thing down the stretch. But, I mean, give credit again to Reimer and Latsky. I mean, they led the way 17 and 16, respectively. I appreciated that from Mackenzie Latsky. We'll get to that in a moment. But one you had to have if you're Martin Luther, I mean, it may sound like, oh, that's a lot to ask, you know, two two at home over the weekend. Sorry, you've been rolling, but you you need to win the next one. For a program that hasn't sniffed the conference tournament other than the COVID year. It sounds bizarre to say, but you have to have that. I think they're probably just happy that they're – in a position where we're saying, hey, you have to have this in February. Amen. Amen. You know what I mean? So I don't think they take offense to how that. How about Lauren Paulson, Wyatt, your player well, leading the about, way, your pickup? Yeah, I mean, she was great, double-double, 17-11. But how about Jordan Heckendorf, right? She didn't come off the court all weekend. 45 minutes in the overtime, that's that's all. 45, because you get the five minutes added on for the overtime frame. Yeah. And then 40 minutes in this one. Yeah, Unbelievable. She's, she's a multi-sport athlete, you know, building up that stamina. Do you build up stamina playing center field softball? Because that's what she's done in the past. Well, I mean, that any contribute? outfield position, I think, <laughs> would probably qualify. So center field You're standing certainly. out there for a long time in the cold Minnesota winter. Yeah, it can be tough at times. You notice I said winter because it doesn't feel it. like spring? It's it spring right now. I'll tell you what. We're probably going to have some colder weather for spring baseball and softball games this year than we would when basketball is being played inside. As crazy as that sounds. Just enjoy where we're at in the Which present. is remarkable. I'm just saying that it's a unique little thing. How about Grace Keys? I was horse? just going to say 16 boards. In 29 minutes. Remarkable. 46 rebounds as a team as they dominate the glass, 46 to 31. That really proved to be the difference maker as Martin Luther does get a win. All right. They needed to have it. They got it. Five and five. Bethany sits at five and five, like we said. And then how about the six and four squads, Northwestern, North Central, uh, by the way, North Central is six and four because they beat Northland seventy six to thirty eight. Took care of their business, and I'm assuming we don't really have a ton to add on this one, so we won't even really get into it. So, yeah, you've got all four of those teams within a game of each other, and then you kind of got the top two, like we said, Superior nine and one, and then Morris eight and two. It's really, really interesting because technically nobody yeah. has clinched, but you're getting an idea of who who's going to be in, who's going to be out maybe. But why at one through six, it has not been this compelling in at least three plus years, I would say. I agree. I mean, folks enjoy this. We normally do not have this little a separation from one down to six. I mean, you could say, let's put Superior and Morris on another level and that's okay, but they still got work to do to earn home playoff games. Yeah. And then other teams just fighting for spots to get in. And then, like you said, when the one through four is set, any of them could win the thing. So it's it's going to be a fun Final Four. Yeah, in our preview pod that'll be later this week, you're going to tell by when we preview these games, there's not a lot of games that are meaningless Yeah, because of the way both the men's and the women's standing stack up. I mean, there's six teams on each side that could still get a playoff spot. So very, very compelling stuff. We were both uh, very good on predictions on the Saturday as well for the women's side, Ryan, if you didn't already know that. Uh, yep. We had the same picks. We went 3-1. and one. We missed the Northwestern Superior game. I'm kicking myself for that one. I should have took Superior. I don't know why I didn't. They were at home. They yeah. beat them earlier this year. 
whatever. But like you said, the guard numbers and stats, and again, credit to Superior, they won. But I didn't see Northwestern playing that bad either. If you know, yeah, just I to be blunt, yeah, seriously, true. some of it, you know, you know, is to Superior's credit. It is too. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, from the fantasy on the women's side, twelve twenty-seven to eleven forty-seven. That's you don't like to 80? see it. Yeah, my math is correct. I'm up 80 points on you heading into the final four games. We still have that superior makeup game. I don't know if that... Well, well wait, wait, wait. 800, right? No, that's not 800, is wait, it? Wait, it's not 800? No, that's 12, just 80. 20. Oh, oh, it's just 80. It's just okay. 800, I'm not... and you're not. You're done. You're, you're... <laughs> I'm not done you as much as I thought. You don't have a chance at that point. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm not good at math. I did that too quick. So looking at... Uh, you know, I'm trying to think because I have Besson in. Do you have anybody, if, if I'm reading this correctly, from Superior? Yeah, Charlotte First. First, there, yeah. Yep. So we each have one in that makeup game, so that, that kind of cancels each other out. Yep. How are you feeling about your chances of coming back? Four left. Anybody you want to shout out from your team? I mean, well, Latsky it's, it's and more, Hayden it's more and, so calling out. I, Latsky, yes. They, Latsky, they, Latsky had a, Latsky weekend, had a nice weekend. Uh, Coach Tussler continued to force feed her down the stretch. I think that's the best way, you know giving yourselves a chance to win ball games anyway. Good to see a bit of a resurgence from Lexi Hagen. I know it was a tough offensive performance Saturday at the Mertz. She had it going early, and it was good to see her mm-hmm. getting back to near herself. Eagles are going to need that down the stretch. And then, yeah, I mentioned it already, but, I mean, half my team is Northwestern wide. I, the Eagles need to do more from their bench, and my fantasy team could use it as well with Allison Terry and Grace Landvik. So I still got a chance, but oh, you it do. could come down to literally Northwestern. I mean, four of my eight players are Northwestern. So. Ryan, I mean, you remember I gave up. At the beginning, because and you I, got told, I told you not to give up. Honestly, Northwestern not doing as well has been huge for Helped me. You big <laughs> because time. you have four players on their team. So and Maddie Grove being taken one overall felt like it was maybe a little roll of the dice. Now we it's say paid off. I mean, she's the best player in fantasy. Yeah, it's absolutely paid off. And then to have Vanderplug be as consistent as she has been, she had another good weekend. And then when your last round draft pick and Lauren Paulson goes for thirty, I mean that'll help. Yeah. Well, actually, she was an addition. Yeah, she so, was your pickup. To, to, you're After, too gracious. Uh, you're too gracious to me. That's your your pickup for Urbina, I think. Yeah. Yep. So you were very gracious, and she has delivered since being in that role. So yeah, pretty good spot on the women's side. So that's where we're at for that. Let's flip to the men's side now and recap the weekend. That was actually just very quickly again on the women's side. Superiors nine and one. Morris eight and two. Northwestern North Central six and four. Martin Luther Bethany position just behind them and out of the picture at this point in time at five and five then crowns one and nine northlands oh and ten okay that's the standings as they lie heading into the final two weekends on to the men's side now let's go to friday night you can decide ryan where do you want to start on the men's side friday night i'll let you decide where we go Eagles needing to keep winning ball games. They knew they had a big one coming up Saturday in Superior, so we will start across the border. They played Friday night at the Northland College Lumberjacks. Questioning, could this be the time, why where they pick up their first win on the season? They did not. I didn't really question it that much. Northwestern shot almost 60% from three, never trailed. They win 86-62, to 62, and they would like to shoot it like that more down the stretch. Yeah, did you actually question? I didn't really question this one. No, I thought I Northwestern was going to get it done. And I mean, it's it's just like if you come out and you land a little jab in the first five minutes, you're yeah. fine. You just got to show up ready to play. The resurgence of Micah Posternich is huge for this team. Yes. I mean, he, yes. he was phenomenal. Big for him. Yep. Phenomenal with 21 points uh, on this night. And then, of course, what he did, which we'll get to in the game on Saturday against Superior, can't go you know untalked about as well. But, yeah, big, big, big 
big time performances from him and to see him step into that role again with Parker Bainey out too. other guys got to step up and they've gotten that as of late as they continue their hot role with that one on Friday night. So we were going to go last, I think out to Mankato, but there were two other games that were within four points. So we're going to finish with those. Let's okay. just go to Mankato next. It's supposed to be the showdown. You said it, you know, quoting your guy, Terrell Owens, get your popcorn ready or however you like to say it. I should have let you say that line. That's your, no, that was good. I won't that was do good. that again. That was I won't good. do that again, but you didn't need any popcorn. I'm sorry you didn't. You you give your thoughts on this, and then I, I have a few things to say about this game because I did see a good amount of it. But I will just say this, disappointing. Yeah. You can't put yourself in a hole against a team like Bethany, yep. let alone on the road, and expect to have an opportunity to win the game. And that's exactly what happened. Bethany jumped out in this one, got off to a really, really good start. And, you know, it wasn't even six minutes in, Ryan, and they already had a double-digit lead. And then from there, they basically just coasted. Crown gave a little bit of a fight back, got it within seven a couple of times, and then eventually, yeah, they got it to six, actually, with 540. But then the big run before half from Bethany stretched this thing to 15. There's just there's so many things to like about Bethany. We just keep talking about it. But Hunter Nielsen, yeah. again, is the guy, first and foremost, 26-12. and 12, He gets three blocks. Conference player of the year. He's locked it up, in my opinion. He's got to be it the one that gets It would take some catastrophic. Yeah. Yep. They've already clinched a playoff spot. You know, they haven't clinched the conference title, although they basically have that wrapped up as well. Yep. He's continuing to just dominate. He leads the league in rebounding blocks. He's third in scoring. And he's 18th in minutes, by the way. So he's not, like, out there yeah. like the other guys are for long periods of time. He doesn't play as much as them, and he's still doing this. So when you got a guy like him, that's tough to handle. And then it's the other guys around him like a Jax Madsen, like a Xavier Patterson, who goes for nine assists and scores in double figures in this one. It's just so many different guys that can hurt you. It's just, it's fun to watch. And yeah, they showed again, why they're the best team in this conference. Yeah. You're up 15 to three, just over four minutes. in. like you said, I mean, it was fast. It was immediate crown built a double digit lead at the whack for what it's worth back in January, but it's different. I mean, at Bethany to try to push back in a game like that, we talk about the winners first, so I'll get to crown here in a second. But, Wyatt, remember last year, at least I remember, we talked about it quite a bit, and even going back two years when they had Brian Smith on that squad, yeah. we would ask the question, if you're a Northwestern, a Crown, a Morris, a North Central, playing Bethany, do you tell 31 you're going to have to beat us? You don't bring the double, and you say you're going to live with that because of the perimeter talent this team has. Flip forward to where we are now yeah. in the present. They still have the perimeter talent, but nobody is saying around the UMAC, ah, let Hunter beat us. Don't send the double. He's he's not really going to hurt us. You know, he's just a guy who's going to put up some nice rebounds. He'll get a few put-back baskets. Their offense has morphed in a way, Wyatt, where they are looking for spots to get him looks. First off, one thing that I love watching about Hunter is him running the floor. How many yeah. buckets he gets in transition where he out-hustles the opposing four-man, five-man, whoever it is, and the other team's like, whoa. I didn't think guys like you move that well. well. I've never understood why bigs don't work on that more yeah. or care to want. You get and have so the many to easy do buckets if you can yes. do that. And just get a good pair of hands and be able to catch the ball on the fly and then finish at the 10. It's amazing what that'll do for you. And so that's just another element of his game. And he's a two-way player, obviously. I mean, the maturation of him the last few years, he's always been a great player. But for whatever reason, Wyatt, everything has just morphed together so well at Bethany this year for him to be the guy on a team that has a lot of guys. All-time leading scorer. 
and counting. Program history. Big Isn't that time. crazy? Yeah, that's a lot. He is trying to get enough distance, Wyatt, in it that may conversation never get matched. where it's going to okay, be a so lot about, about Crown, because you said you wanted to get to them, too. I mean, Buckner, again, just a huge game. He goes double-double, so, I mean, he gets his. And then the rest of the team, eh, not so much. I mean, what, what's going on with Cade Carroll? Five shot attempts? That's the million-dollar question. That's why I pause. How okay. does that happen? I'll get to that in a second because Buckner's a guy, okay? He's a I dude. Mean, he was evidently a little bit, but yeah, for sure. Two of eight is is not great. Um, yeah, that don't want to look like Pharrell Payne in that in that standpoint. But <laughs> okay, he's not that bad. I mean, I mean he's not a lot of two of eight ball games. Buckner this year, I understand that. That was that was a low blow. I get it, but. I mean, it was evident early in this ball game. They're trying to get him looks and asking him to score and spreading everything out. I mean, the number of times he flipped over the left shoulder, bam, the ball's up on the glass and in before Bethany even blinks and scoring on Nielsen a few times. Super impressive to watch those two go back and forth. It was evident early, though, Wyatt. They were asking him to carry the weight of the team and then some. The whole town of St. Bonifacius on his shoulders. No guy can do that, especially at Bethany. The way this game well, is transpiring, he was going to have to score 40 and get 22 rebounds to win. There's one guy that comes to mind. There is, and I'm glad you brought him up. And before I say this, I have to say, I, I don't I don't know, obviously, what Coach Herbert and his assistants knew coming into the game, what the players on the floor knew. I don't know if Cade was feeling sick coming into the game, not 100%. Okay, why? I say all that to say, I was shocked. Just watching this game, not just looking at this box score to see that Cade only shot the ball five times. I would love it if our advanced analytics, excuse me, staff could get us a number on how many times he touched the ball in that gym last year versus how many times he touched it Friday night. It's like he wasn't even a part of the plan to score. And I know that may sound ludicrous, ridiculous, but in these big games, White, you know better than anyone you got to have your dude show up on the road to win a game like this, and they have to be a central factor in winning, and you have to get them going early so the other team feels you. It's not enough to just walk out as a star. You have to make a statement early and say, I'm on one tonight. I'm ready to roll. You better come out and guard me because otherwise you're going to get this all evening long. Yeah. There wasn't any of that, and really the only buckets he have that I remember watching this ball game were coming away from the ball where he makes a nice back cut. He scores... He wasn't getting isolated in spots where they put, you know, Buckner and him on the same side of the floor. He's out on the perimeter. He's trying to go block extended where he can score, get him running away from the ball, coming off a couple ball screens to catch it. All Noah, all what we saw a few years ago, we're going to talk about the result on Saturday. And that's what makes this even more perplexing. I know totally different matchup against Martin Luther. I get it. But why I seriously question if Cade was like not feeling well or something was happening. I will shut up here in a second, but I could not be more flummoxed watching this game, how little of a factor he was. Bethany was not forced to defend Crown at the level I thought they would even closely. I think Coach Garvin and his assistants said, great, Cage just not going to be a factor tonight. Fine with us. We'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's puzzling to say the least. By the way, the guy I was alluding to was actually Tim Wendell. If there's a guy that you know, oh, could go in oh, there okay. and, and yeah, do it yeah. by himself, I mean, yes. that guy could probably totally went it, over but, my head. Yep. Um, not that Cade couldn't either, but yeah, just a really perplexing result for, for a lot of reasons, but congrats to Bethany. They are undoubtedly the best team in this conference. And to go yep. back to your comment just very quickly, and then we can move on. Cause we have spent enough time on this game regarding Nielsen and what you do with him or how you defend him. 
I view it as like the Purdue Boilermakers. I've said this all year with Purdue, and I'm not saying he's Zach Eady. Don't get that impression. Hunter. He's good, but why did I can both say you are literally more fun to watch than Zach Eady is? 100%. And I mean that honestly. I'm so excited when <laughs> Zach Eady leaves. It's ruining the sport watching this guy yes. go 50% on layups. You know what I mean? And like For Purdue was more fun just... to watch at Wisconsin over the weekend with Edie off the floor. Yeah. No, they are. Here's how you beat Purdue, though. I've said this all year, and I stand by it. You go under ball screens, and you make them shoot threes. Which they have had some moments where and they a shot lot of it better, people, but sometimes they don't. A lot of people are going to say that's crazy. They shoot it at 40% as a team. It's a lot different when you're playing in for, you know, Zach Eady, for instance. You're getting it into seven four guy. Yeah. Kicking kick out, out off of that. Way different off you're the You're catching dribble. and shooting. Yep. The guards, none of those guards are that good, in my opinion. That's maybe a hot take because people are like, Braden Smith's incredible. He's solid. Lance Jones. Lance Jones. Fletcher Lawyer. Your kids, I Southern hear, Illinois hear transfer. These great things about him. The and Saluki. Then I, and then I watch him and I say, they're not that good. They just have a 7'5 guy who's 300 <laughs> pounds that they play through. Yeah. And it's true. Make them go under the ball screen and shoot. For Bethany, it's similar. You're going to say, well, what do you mean? Or, or in, an, in an opposite way. I'm saying you can't let the other guys beat you on catch and shoot. If you're going to let him touch it yeah play him one-on-one and just live with the result at that point as crazy as that sounds yeah because you you let him start dishing passes out they get good ball movement off of that that's when you're in trouble i would say you're almost right dare bethany to play through him as crazy as that sounds he's going to be the conference player so of the still year. the same things we said in the past yeah he's yeah. going to be conference player of the year and he's earned it but i would still say if you want to try and beat bethany that might be your best way to try and stop him is giving him twos it's so fascinating because they got so much talent, and I know you and I can't wait to see them in person Friday night. Yeah, it'll be good. Let's let's move to the other two because we, yep. we did spend quite a bit of time on yep. that one. Good games. Like you said, I mean, they were within four points of each other. Yeah. I was going to let you pick, so which one do you want to go to? Let's go across the border again to the Mertz. Huge weekend ahead for the Jackets. I mean, you knew that coming in. If Superior lost this ball game. I saw a decent amount of this one. I, they would have not slept a, a blink that night. I can guarantee you, Coach well, Kolkowski would have been lying day, awake so they, all they night need long. to sleep, Brian. They have a game. I mean, without some, some aids to fall asleep, he would not have fallen asleep at all. Because if they found a way to lose this game, they jumped on North Central from the jump. They were up 18 at recess in this ball game. I'd have to get into specifics here when they were up 20 plus in this ball game, but I believe that was a reality at some point in this game. They're up 47 to 24 Wyatt with four to go in the opening half. They were up 50 to 30. Yeah. And then I mentioned the the halftime cushion that they had. Javon Walker was otherworldly like early in this ball game. It Incredible. looked like a shoe in that he was going to break the program single game record for points scored. Now, he cooled off big time in the second half, and he still finished with 36 points on 14 of 18 shooting, 5 of 8 from downtown, I was gonna say, and they still almost lost. I don't know if saying he cooled off is necessarily the right word because he just didn't shoot as much. I would have to double-check. I think he had near 25 at halftime. Yeah. and Like, so, he was on a pace, which, again, you're not going to maintain when that pace. When but. you're 14 of 18 from the field, it's hard to say – you ever cooled off point. at any point, point is all, all I'm saying. He That's, was three yep, of eight at the yep. line, so he even left some out there at the free throw line. But what a yeah, what a game. Unbelievable. Yeah, I was gonna try to find here what he had at halftime, but that's not worth it. Give give credit to Coach Becker and his club for whatever they talked about in the locker room to push back in this ball game. North Central again, Wyatt, you remember lost him in the final minute at Clark Danielson last month. Superior finds a way to get another close win in a way that they did not expect. 
and North Central made a couple costly mistakes down the stretch, turning it over. That's what Superior will do to you, though. This game was up for the grabs and real nervy down the stretch for the Jackets, but uh, they found a way to survive. Yeah, they always fight, right? North Central, that is, where, like you said, they found a way to fight back in the second half. We've seen that time and time again this year with this squad. Never just going to roll over and let you take it. And they they gave Superior all they could handle in what was a very, very good game down the stretch. Tanner Holtman, similarly to the Cade Carroll thing, just two shots. I get other guys were scoring and getting theirs, but he's the kind of guy you would think he's going to get more than two shots. I don't know. Especially down in a game where you could argue he's their best spot-up shooter. Yeah. I don't know. It's, you know, basketball can be bizarre. Yeah, it is. It's, It's a night in, night out, and everything changes, so... Anything more? I don't, no, I don't have good. anything else in that game. I mean, you. it hurts for North Central to not come back and win when you were there down the stretch, but at the same time, you know, the cliche goes, you can't build yourself that big of a hole, but yep. at the same time, the Jackets almost blew it, so yep. so that would have hurt. But So then the last one's the Morris-Martin Luther game, right? Yeah, how about how close this thing was? Didn't expect it. I thought Morris would take care of business, but Martin Luther, they have a win over Northwestern this year. They almost got one now against It Morris. almost turned into an unbelievable night inside of the Luther Student Center in New Orleans. I was just going to say, it's almost like that's the <laughs> toughest place to play on the road, I guess. Some have said it. Some have said that <laughs> and have struggled there. Yeah, Morris, how crucial was it for them to win this game? How about I, your guy? They had to have it. Literally, I joke about Buckner would have had to put the whole weight of the city of St. Bonifacius on Paul his Dak shoulders does that to every win. every single night with this <laughs> Paul team. Dak. I mean, let's just call it what it is. I mean, he better be getting massages every Monday throughout the season because the weight that is put on his back every weekend for this Cougar team. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's funny you said it because I was going through and looking at, like, who's going to be first team all-conference, in my opinion. Shoe win. He's there. So, to me, it's Nielsen, conference player of the year, Paul Dak. Uh, then the third one, I believe I had said Javon? was Javon Walker. Okay. And then I got the two crown guys, Carol and Buckner okay. and the numbers support it. So, so that'd be the five. five. That, that's the five. I think that are probably going to get it. That could change, but Paul Dak, I mean, yeah, just unbelievable the way he scores. And, and again, a game they had to have Ryan, especially yep. with Bethany on deck. I mean, if they lost this game. You could argue they might be out of the picture at this point, but now they still have at least given themselves a chance to make the conference tournament because they were able to win this game. Absolutely. Had to have it. I'll have a much more to say about Morris when we talk about their next matchup. Good balanced effort from uh, Martin Luther, by the way, four guys in yeah. double figures. They, they spread the ball around. They got good looks eight of 30 from downtown. I mean, Hey, they were letting it fly. Sometimes yeah. that's the recipe for a win and an upset. They just didn't knock down enough of them. They have showed signs of improvement this year for sure. They're building something. So shout out to coach Holtzeder and his squad. They are they are a tougher challenge this year for sure for other UMAC squads. Not a ton of compelling games. Only one game that was single digits on Saturday. So where do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, we can real quick get out of the way. I mean, North Central beat Northland. Uh, this is one where you're questioning, can the Jacks get it done? Potentially, no. I mean, North, North Central, we talked about it last week. I said if they're ready to go early, they'll win this game. They were 62 points in the opening half. My, oh, my. Triple digit watch. They yeah. hit it. They did hit it. And your guy, Tanner Holman, nice bounce back, 16 points. If you'd asked me at any point at the beginning of the season if I thought we'd be saying that about North Central, I would have said there's not a chance they're getting to 100 points. They're evolving. Look at them. Their game is evolving, Ryan. They can score now. How about that? Had to have it. They got it. We'll talk about their place in the standings in a little bit. Do you want to pick where we go next? Do you want me to pick? No, I think you can keep going. And, yeah, for Northland, I mean, like you said, it's it's getting tougher to find that one win they've had four more opportunities it may end up coming down to the last one against martin luther everything on the line in new Ulm. yeah 
It is. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a big game. That's a prideful game. Yeah, for sure. Let's go to another one. Speaking of a team who had to have a win, crown, losing ways as of late, some tough losses. They respond at Martin Luther. They gave Morris a fight the night before, maybe a little bit of a hangover after a tough pill to swallow. Crown put the foot down early and did not look back. And in this game, I Cade Carroll well, had 19 was, shot attempts. I was going to say, you uh, you <laughs> alluded to it when we were talking about I'm their happy. first game. I needed it for my fantasy squad. You did. I mean, did he? you think he called the team together and said it's, it's time to give him I don't want to speculate because I'm sure there's way more going on than what you and I know. And you could say it's way different playing Martin Luther than Bethany. And it is. That's true. But it kind of feels like down the stretch, Wyatt, Buckner's a guy, but you got to ride or die with 14 and purple down the stretch, don't you? I mean, in, in the next I four, so. even if you lose, what, does he got to shoot at least 10, 12 shots a game? I know basketball is not always so that easy. It's not but- even just a matter of getting shots up as much as it is just him wanting it or being assertive. And making the sense. defense like, take account of you and defend yeah, you. Like, yeah. I'd like to get him the ball more and then, you know, yes. let him create off Amen. of it for sure. Yep. Uh, another question for you just very quickly. Who does Carter Bainey think he is? Taking 16 shots. This you guy. You can keep stroking it. I mean, he had a couple this big guy. threes in the first half in Mankato on Friday night to try to keep it tight. We've talked about this off the mic. Tip of the cap to Carter. He has improved. Tremendous senior Multiple season. steps going into this year from what we saw last year from him. Much more confident coming off the bench and actually willing to let it fly. Tremendous senior season. Yeah, he he's improved his game and playing with a chip on his shoulder. Happy for him and for the Polar. They're going to need him down the stretch. He's already wrapped it up. The sixth man of the year, the Lou Williams Award. He was happy when Sagadol got Sagadol put back, got put in, the back, the back in the starting lineup. lineup and then, <laughs> then that secured it. But he's also earned it. So good win for Crown. Yeah, not a lot to save for, for Martin Luther on this one. Um, you almost wonder if, you know, almost coming away with that win the night yep. before. There's a bit of a hangover. Yep. It, it is. It's an emotional roller coaster to try and come back from that. But. Anyways, all right, we're going to get to the tightest ball game last. So that means next we're going to go to Superior, Wisconsin. The question was, we talked about it last week. Can Northwestern finally get over the hump that is UW Superior? You said, no, they cannot, Ryan. The Jackets are going to play their best basketball heading down the stretch. They and the night not. after Javon Walker, <laughs> nearly, he had his chances at the free throw line down the stretch, couldn't do it Friday night, nearly broke the single game school record. Javon, the next day, Wyatt, shoots one of eight, scores four points, has five turnovers, and Northwestern wins what some could call a rock fight. You can call it good defense, call it whatever you want, but they win. Maybe not the most aesthetically pleasing game, but the Eagles will take it 55-45. to Did you see a result like that coming, Wyatt? I think I'd said in our preview that it was going to be in the 60s, so I knew it would be lower scoring. I think anybody expected it to be 55 and you're going to win this game, but by 10. Yeah, by 10. I mean, credit Northwestern's defense, though. They put an emphasis on it and they've really started to play better basketball. And it's everybody. I mean, everybody that played in this game, Ryan, for Northwestern, the fewest minutes was 15 for Ryan Schneider off the bench. They needed That's everybody. a lot of minutes from everybody. Everybody's playing, getting action, playing, and all having a huge role and an impact in this game. So, yeah, hats off. A really gritty, just hard-nosed effort, and and a big reason why was the defense and holding Javon Walker down. What if I told you coming in, because we talked about Henry Fambula and 24 in purple needs to be the guy like he was at North Central a few games ago. What if I told you coming in, Wyatt, Henry's going to play 17 minutes, he's going to have four points, three boards. 
What would you say about the result? Probably not going to win, but it's not impossible. They certainly aren't going to win by 10, and yet here we are. I'm just shocked looking at that. I mean, I was watching this game, hey, and I was just credit, like, what, what is happening? Credit to a guy like Elijah Burns, though, yes. who gets extra minutes because of that and takes Indeed. advantage of it. I mean, we've yep. said, you know, this team has to have everybody, and then a guy like Parker Bainey goes down. Other guys got to pick up well, the slack. And the guy picking up the slack, look at him. Yeah. Kelton Vincent, Absolutely. seven and eight off the bench. Doing a little bit of everything for this team. They took care of the basketball for the most part as well. I mean, I know 12 turnovers, you're thinking, oh, that's more than they would want. And it maybe is. But against Superior, all things considered, I mean, a team that yep. really does defend better than anybody and makes you earn it, I, I don't think 12 is a terrible number to be at. And remember when we were in the gym the last time these two played, it was it was what? It was near plus 20 the Eagles were on the glass in that game. I mean, it was a huge number. Not as big this time, but plus 10. They beat up the Jackets again on the glass. You're saying, we can't do this again and lose, can we? They didn't. So taking care of the basketball and rebounding, that will give you a pass on not having a great offensive performance. Yeah. I'm going to say the Eagles can't score 55 again, Wyatt, this season and, and win. win. But I could it's be probably wrong. fair. You could be wrong, <laughs> but it's probably a fair assessment. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to add on this one. A huge, bizarre game. Yeah. Huge win. I mean, if Northwestern loses that one and they're four and six, all of a sudden you're two games back, still with four to play. Yeah. We know how tough it is based on the tie breaking procedure that we talked a little bit about on the women's side. It'd be really tough for them to get back into position. You almost feel like even at five and five, they're going to have to win at least three of four yeah. to have a chance. So it was a must win. I think three gets them in. Two is going to be really, really tough, but I two think three is a key in. number. Two probably won't. They need a ton of help because the tiebreakers won't go their way. Probably Exactly. Well, assuming that the two they lose are to Bethany and Crown then in that instance. If you yeah. win one of those and then you drop then, another yeah. one, <laughs> then you're you're kicking yourself about the opportunity. I think three would more than likely get them in. I'm not going to say it's 100%. Yeah. They, they should get in winning three, but at this point there's no guarantees, and that's their own fault for putting them in this spot, but they do have a chance. Real quick, why they were one and five in UMAC play. They're now five and five. We didn't see the one and five coming. Don't get me wrong. Scale of yeah. one to ten, how surprised are you that they find themselves at five and five now from where they were and now that they have a seat at the table at least? Yeah, a little surprised because, you know, I didn't expect them to get superior on the road and even winning at Morris, which started this. And at North Central, they've had three huge yeah. road wins as of late. Yeah, I would have expected them to drop one of those, but they have answered the call. It only gets tougher from here, though. As you get Bethany, and then you've got but, the two But in they're between. in your own barn, so you've they at are. least given yourself a chance at home. All of them are. Yeah. Four home All games to end the year. Yeah. they got a good chance. Hoops Hysteria the one day, which is a big deal for Northwestern fans. It'll be very interesting. Superior, meanwhile, 6-4 and four in just a huge mess when you look at the standings. You've got <laughs> Bethany 10-0. and 0. A good mess. A good mess. Superior, Crown, North Central, all 6-4. and four. Northwestern Morris, 5-5. Five and five. Superior, very well, could be a two-seed hosting a playoff game. Or they could miss the playoffs. And you yeah. could say the same thing about Crown, North Central. Even Northwestern or Morris could technically get the two seeds still. Yep. And they could miss completely. That is how tight it is right now in the standings. Anarchy? Nope. Just college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more to get to here. And then we'll we'll dive into the fantasy before we wrap things up. I mean, what a weekend for Morris. I know they went one and one, Wyatt. But a good one and one. I, I give them a ton of credit. I don't know what it is. We said it last year where they almost got the Vikings, you know, if onlys and butts for candies and nuts, that whole yep, line again. Yep. But then earlier this year at Jim Gremmel's court, remember that one they lost by four. 
they were right in this thing down the stretch. I pulled this one up late. I got to be honest. I was more plugged in on Northwestern and Superior, and I said, oh, hello. <laughs> What's going on out in Mankato? Didn't expect that. If you would have said coming into the weekend, Wyatt, the team that is going to be right there with five minutes to go is not going to be Crown. It's going to be Minnesota Morris. I don't know, and I can't answer this question. It's just a hypothetical. What it is about the Cougars that makes them so plucky and tough for Bethany Lutheran, why they were ahead 76-74 with 2.45 to go. With just under three to go in the North Gym, the Vikings were losing to Morris before they finished strong. Wow. Seriously. <laughs> That's a bad, bad Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. I, hey, what is it about this Morris team? My I don't hypothetical know. Well, question. It's not Can you just answer this it? team, but it's all the Morris past teams, yes. too, I feel like. So I yeah. don't know what to I, I don't know. It's it's well the one constant Some weird stuff. Coach Paul Grove. Yeah, that is. True. I don't know that what it is, is he's got on Coach Garvin, it's, but he's he's given them fits and at least drawn up a game plan where they've had a chance. Yeah, huge huge credit to Morris. I will say this: Bethany, well, they're going to get the one seed. Yeah, who do they not want to see at the four? I know. I, honestly, they might say Morris. Yeah, like don't. I'll take anybody. I'll play anybody but Morris. I would compare it to on the women's side. If you have superior playing in North Central, they don't want to see North Central. It's different. We're on the men's the side. The women's side, are, yeah. I mean, the women's side is going to be tough regardless of yeah. one, one, four, two, three this year. But yeah, your, your I, guy Paul Dak, he scores against everyone. I know he would have said, I, I, I should have had at least twenty-seven, twenty-eight plus. I was going to try to for a thirty burger, but hey, he gets his shots. He's, he's sure. scoring on everyone, and he, you know, he deserves it. He does get his shots, and then yeah, I mean, did anybody expect Xavier Patterson to go for twenty-nine? No, but he's capable of that. He and is? I mean, he'll show up from time to time or you forget about him. I'm glad you mentioned him, Wyatt. I mean, shout out to him where, you know, Hunter had the big night the night before. Doesn't pop off the page as much, but, you know, a quiet, quote unquote, quiet. I'm using the air quotes. Day for him is eh, nine points, 12 boards, four blocks. It just shows that Bethany is so talented that they can basically say, okay, if you're going to take away this, we'll go what to this. What buttons are we we'll going to push find today? the mismatch on the court. Yeah. If you don't have five guys that can defend, they're going to find the mismatch and they're going to expose it. They're like a classic sneakerhead. What pair of Jordans, Kyrie's, whatever you want me to wear, what pair am I going to walk outside with today? It doesn't matter. I'm going to ball out no matter what. Yeah. That, I don't that not make any sense to me. No, I'm not a shoe guy. I'm not but, a sneakerhead either. Okay. Maybe someday, but not we'll, today. We'll leave it at that then, I guess. So we went over the standings on the men's side. It's, it's Bethany and everybody else. Basically they're 10 and oh, they've already clinched a playoff spot and they'll clinch the one seed with one more win or, you know, a combination of things happening so they've basically locked up the one and then anything can happen two through four you've got superior crown north central at six and four all tied for second and then just on the outside looking in northwestern or morris are five and five martin luther two and eight northland oh and ten that's how the standings sit going to be a very compelling upcoming weekend of games very quickly ryan from a fantasy perspective go ahead (laughs) get it all out tell me what you're doing that about I mean, it's just frustrating. We mentioned Henry Fambola. Eagles still won, but he did, you know, not what we were asking for over the weekend. The same can be said <laughs> well, you for, were asking for. for Caleb Hoyleen. Same can be said for Joseph Fahrenholtz on a one-on-one weekend. He didn't even get to 20 total fantasy points. Newsflash, people, that is not good. Same thing with Naimari when the Eagles aren't scoring a lot. Basically, I need the Eagles to score more. That's what I'm saying. Uh, shout out to Cade for picking it up on Saturday because if he did not do that wide and at least put up that number. A lot of low numbers on, on Saturday. I would be drowning. You. <laughs> My head is barely up above water because Cade did what he did on Saturday, but I am not thriving. I am purely surviving. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll just read off my top four picks and their performances on Friday night. Javon yeah. Walker goes for 45. Hunter Nielsen, 41. Paul Dack, 32. Tyrus Bugner, 38. I mean, Parker Bainey hasn't even been playing. And and I'm still outscoring don't, don't you. Don't remind me. 201 points on Friday. That's the most points that have been scored in a single day besides your 211 back on the second game of the season. So Volume. Most important yeah. thing in fantasy. You have the volume right now. I, I, I do. do not. Yeah, I mean, Joseph Farenholtz <laughs> hasn't been very aggressive since yeah. he came out and shot eight times, eight minutes into the game against, I don't remember who that was, and I had to t- say to myself, pass it to Javon. Let him go to work. Well, and neither one of them did anything on Saturday. No. Yeah, very, very well. And and again, nobody did for Superior that day because they only or scored 45 really. points. Yeah, I mean, that was just a rock fight yep. in the classical sense. So, yeah, that's that's how it looks from the fantasy perspective. I'm at 1489 or 1597 or 79. Holy cow. <laughs> Get it out. 1,579, you're at 1,489, so you're back 90. So you're back 80 on the women's side, back 90 on the men's side. It's not over. You do it's have a not. chance. I do got a chance. I like my chances better on the women's side, not just because the margin's closer, but some of the disappointments. And still a chance on the men's side. And yeah. we'll see what's happening. No, there is. What happens? How about the predictions? Real well, quick? I was just going to say, so I'm up three games on you, assuming that Bauman has done this correct, and I'll assume he has. I, I actually had to make one correction. When oh, you I saw did, this, but it, it is correct now. What happened? Uh, he marked it that we were both perfect on the women's side on Saturday, and I had to change it as no superior one, not Northwestern. So it, it said we were both four and zero on the we women's side. You're saying? Yeah, oh. it's correct now. I okay. corrected it. Yep. Well, no, you weren't perfect on Saturday either, though. No, no, we we w- he had it. We were perfect on the women's side, and he had the gotcha. wrong result. Oh, so, I see. Anyway, I see. Yeah, no, I you know. Wasn't bad on the men's side. I mean, I'll take seven and one. Overall, though, you're still down Overall. three. Do Overall, you start I'm panicking now. Do you start panicking? I mean, three is doable. It is. You, That's why you I'm think saying, I was panicking panic. last weekend? Don't. The panic. only one where you can look back and say, "Oh, that was really dumb," is that I took Crown to beat Bethany. The other ones, I mean, North Central was right there at the nose. They couldn't get it, and then uh, Northwestern against Superior. I would do that again. You say that a lot about your picks, and you would do it again. But... I know because here's the deal: <laughs> logic was correct, result. Not so much. What does your guy Josh Pate say? Bad result. What does he say? I did. What is his line? He says, "I as always, I am. I or this is my prediction. As always, I am not responsible if the players, coaches, or officials (laughs) screw up." There you go. (laughs) And and he doesn't take responsibility. So likewise, I guess with our predictions, we are one hundred percent accurate unless the players, coaches, or officials screw up. I mean, overall, Wyatt, our numbers are pretty good. We may not hit the triple digit number you wanted to that we you can't. threw out it's, earlier. It's this over. Year. It's impossible. Oh, <laughs> okay. You There's only sure. 32 games remaining, and I'm at 60. I'm 60 oh, and 19. Okay. You're 57 and 22. The race for 90. So 90 is still possible, but let's be honest. That's probably not. Don't get to 90. Either. Then I can't win. You're right. It theoretically, it would be impossible. <laughs> Unless we extend this to the postseason. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. So there you go. That's where we're at. But anyways, it was a very, very fun weekend of action. It sets up a very compelling final two weekends. I mean, what more could you want? Six teams on each side still could get a playoff berth. We've talked about it. I think there's no question four teams on the women's side that could win it, and none of us would be surprised. On the men's side, it's kind of Bethany versus everybody else, but that's why we play the games. 
You never know what can happen. Yep. Be on the lookout for our preview pod later this week. Also, if you got questions, comments, concerns, hit us up, UAOTheUMAC at gmail.com. I mean, we're not talking about treading water anymore like we did a week ago. But you know, I mean, the inbox is open for anything. If yeah, people want to tell us, they can. Absolutely. We had another person, I didn't tell you, they, they just, you know, nothing else. They just said, I could swim. They didn't say tread. But shout out to you who sent in, I could swim for 12 minutes. I mean, yeah, that's a big difference. Treading <laughs> I know. Water I know. Swimming, they, but... they meant tread, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's fair. We'll leave it at that. UAO, the UMAC at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter as well, or X, however you want to do it. Unlike any other, the UMAC, just search it and you'll find what you need. But until this upcoming weekend of games, sit back, just enjoy what we have. It goes by quick. Don't take it for granted. The February yeah. frenzy is alive. Mentally and well. prepare for this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Our preview pod will be out later this week. Thank you for the support. We appreciate you all. Have a great night, day, whenever you're listening to this. And we'll catch you next time on the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast.